This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to The Mindful Experiment. This episode, I had a wonderful time with a kindred spirit interviewing Christy Whitman. Amazing individual doing amazing things, especially during these dark times, and really sharing her light and her wisdom and her truth onto this world and so much more. Christy Whitman is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and the New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Habit It All. She's appeared on Today and The Morning Show, and her work has been featured in People's Magazine, Seventeen, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, and Teen Vogue, among others. Christy is the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy, a 12-month Law of Attraction coaching certification program. Christy has helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars, speeches, and coaching sessions and products. Christy's life-changing message reaches over 200,000 people per month, 
and her work has been promoted by and featured with esteemed authors and luminaries such as Miriam Williamson, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Marcy Shemoff, Brian Tracy, Neil Donald Walsh, Abraham Hicks, and Louise Hayes. She currently lives in Arizona with her husband, Frederick, and her, their two boys, Alexander and Maxim. This is a great interview. She really shares about the power of managing your energy with emotions, thoughts, your words, and so much more. I don't want to take any more thunder away from her. This is Christy Whitman. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with you. I'm excited to have you on, especially during the times globally of what we're going through and all that we're facing. I think you are someone I'm glad to have on the podcast because you can really calm and put some ease and shift perspectives to where the minds of the masses are going right now. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So first things first, I always love to ask, you know, I love what you're up to. You're a transformational leader. You're a celebrity coach doing your new New York Times bestseller. You're just, you're killing it. Was, you know, I always love to ask the story was, um, how did you get into what you're doing? Well, I just stumbled into it. It really wasn't something I thought I was going to be an author and I definitely know what coaching was. I I really, it it was a point in my life where I was in my early 20s and I kind of looked around my life and went, is this all there is? And and I accomplished a lot. You know, I was living in Chicago with my best friend in a brownstone. I had a really great thriving career. Um, It was a great time. I was a, a wine rep for restaurants and bars and one of the top selling wine companies. And my to go to restaurants and bars and, you know, meet with the managers. And I would take my girlfriend and we would basically eat our way through Chicago. And, um, and I, you know, had my healthy body. I had money in the bank, but it was just this feeling of, God, is this, is this, is this what it is? Like, why don't I feel a deeper connection? And so that question and that longing was almost like that uh, thirst. It was like a spiritual thirst. It led me to California. And when I, was in California, uh, the, one of the first people I met was a hairdresser. And when I was getting my hair cut, Janine had this way about her. And this, this I, I couldn't even describe it at the time, but I just kept looking at her and observing her and watching her. And finally, just being as blunt as I am, like, what, what do you do? And I started laughing because she knew what I meant, even though I didn't know what it was. And she says, I meditate. And I do a spiritual meditative practice and I work with energy and I'm looking at her like, what are you even talking about? And she gave me her um, meditation teacher's phone number, which I called immediately out the salon in front of Melanie a few days later. And she said to me something that now is more commonplace, but back then we didn't have the internet. It wasn't like it was all over the place. She said to me, your, you create your reality. And I just, sat with that and I went, yes, that's true. But I'd never heard that before, but I knew it in my soul that is true. So my next question to her was, how? And she said, well, your thoughts, you're either repelling things from you or attracting to you based on how you think. And I thought, Victor, that was the first time in my life. I'm like, what do you mean my thoughts? Like my thoughts are just my thoughts. Like I thought my thoughts were real. And it's like, well, I'm having them, therefore they're real. And I wasn't even aware I was having them. It was just the way of life. And she said, no, you can actually change off, change them to ones that feel more empowering and that are move you in the direction of what you want to have. 
So I started paying attention to my thought. I didn't realize how truly negative my thoughts were. I was judgmental, condemning of not only myself, but others of the world of God. It just, you know, and it wasn't a happy place to live inside of my head. And I feel good because I wasn't focused on what I thought to be positive and true and along. And so I started really just with your hunger, um, attracting more and more information about universal laws and how we create our own reality. And about five years into this process of attracting, you know, really wonderful man I was in an eight-year relationship with and having health and my body and money in the bank and, you know, doing well as a pharmaceutical rep, I one night was meditating and I had a book that literally channeled through me. It was like, you know, just automatic writing type thing. And I got the book published. And when the book got published and my family and friend bought it, who were not the ideal client for that, um, I started thinking in spiritual bookstores and, and, you know, new thought churches and kept asking me, well, do you coach? And I, I had no frame of reference for a coach. This is 19 years ago. There wasn't like coaches everywhere like you see it now. And so I, I was like a coach, like I thought cheerleading coach, a coach, what does this have to do with anything? And so they no, no. And they explain like people get paid to coach. This is, oh my gosh, sign me up. So I would have them call me on the phone and I would work, walk them through shifting their energy and helping them shift their thoughts and helping them shift their emotions. And then they would, they would call me going, oh my God, my life is so changing. It's, it's amazing. This happened, this happened. And so I love the process of doing that. And so I went to school to become a coach. And ever since then, as I have continued to open up to that automatic writing and what I now call channeling, um, I have written now six books and um, all in that same way and started becoming more aware of the fact that really everything is energy. And if we learn how to manage our own energy Everything in our world, the circumstances, the experiences, the relationships, the money, whatever it is, they shift because we're the ones that are projecting. We're the projector and the, the images that we put inside our minds get, get literally um, projected onto the screen of our lives. And so if we change the slide, we have a different picture. If we change the energy, the amount of energy that's coming in or the type of energy that's coming in, the reflection changes. So... Um, in, in end of 2018, I started full on channeling the council of light. So, um, it's been a, a crazy experience all leading from a place of feeling like there's gotta be more to this. And I'm so grateful I was there because now I understand and I have a deep spiritual understanding of, um, how to live as a human being and be happy. I love that. And I love <clears throat> the council of light, amazing individuals or entities or whatever you want to call them. Um, yes. Cool peeps. Um, <laughs> not saying I, I've had a couple experiences. It's fun. Yes, they're very interesting and fun. Um, but, you know, what is some of the things that, <clears throat> you know, you talk about, you know, your thoughts. That was one of the things that like kind of just made that pivot point for you, right? You were like, wait, what do you mean my thoughts? What you, it's just thoughts, right? I, I've been down that road back in my, when this whole journey started for me. And I was like, what do you mean? My, I, I get it. Thoughts. You think a lot, you know, I get that. And they're like, no, it's actual reality. It's, it's, it's just like what you, your hand. And I'm like, okay, this is going to have to take a little bit. I'm very logical. So let's see about this for a second. 
Right. But, it it right. is when you, yeah, when you first find out about it, it's like, what do you mean? I mean, when I found out I could have, I could choose my reaction and my emotional state when something happens that I don't have to naturally just get upset or angry or, you know, uh, uh, like freak out at something. And then I could stay calm and choose to have a positive perspective about it and, and choose the emotions. I mean, that was monumental for me. I love that. Now, a lot of people are getting into this. I think there's a movement happening where people are becoming more aware, um, the work you're doing, Secret, all these other people that are helping create, get this more into the human consciousness to have us get to that tipping point. But I know some people I've talked to, like, I get this. I understand this. I know my thoughts create my reality. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But they still don't get, they don't manifest or align to the reality of what they desire. Why does that happen? Well, a lot of times people will get it as a concept, but they're not embodying it. And it's really embodiment of it. It's living through it. Because when you think about consciousness, it's not only being aware and not just having an understanding, it's also knowing and, and having that really present moment awareness of when, when someone, someone might now be aware of their thoughts but they're not connected to their emotions. So a lot of times people that I see are, are um, they're very aware of their thoughts or they're very aware of what's going on in their head, but that's only one part of us. We have our head, we have our heart, we have our power center. And when we're just in our head, yes, those thoughts create our realities, but what's even more important to understand is that our emotions emit a higher and more stronger and more intense vibration than a thought itself. And thoughts create the emotions, emotions do create the thoughts. So they're kind of, you know, uh, connecting with each other and amplifying each other all the time. But when people just are in their heads and they're, you know, I see this before where people just do vision boards and they're doing everything with their mind, that's one aspect. But we need to get into our hearts and feel ourselves consciously dropping into our hearts, being able to open up our hearts and moving into a space of faith and, and love and trust and, you know, and abundance and success and feeling that into every cell in our body, not just in our head. I love that. You sound, I was exactly that person you're mentioning, right? All in the head thinking, okay, got it. Let me figure out the new logistics. Universal laws are great because my logic mind can figure that out and kept being in a robot vision board after vision board after vision board and not getting it. And then, uh, and eventually someone told me emotions, you should, he goes, you like words, emotion, emotion, Mm -hmm. energy, emotion. As soon as I got that, I was like, so it's all my emotions that are the, 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 the fuel to creating that. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, it's, it's so funny because the thoughts do play on the emotions and the emotions do play on the thoughts. And a lot of times we don't understand or we're not aware of the emotions that we're, we're processing. So someone could be thinking positive, but they're feeling resentful. And, you know, they're resentful and, and they're in what they're feeling is they're, they're holding on to hurts and resentments or they're holding on to anger and so in their head, because they're not, they're disconnected from their totality of who they are, they're in their head thinking, well, I'm thinking positive. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking positive. I, I'm thinking about money. I want money. But what they're vibrating in is a lack of money or fear of not having money. I always say that 
one of the universal laws that I talk about, and I know you, you read Quantum Success, so you understand this, um, is the law of sufficiency and abundance. So that is like a spectrum. On, on one side, you have lack, and on the other side, you have abundance. And there's that tipping point in the middle of, of satisfaction, of being satiated. But most people on any given subject, they're like, oh, well, I'm thinking about of having a partner. I was coaching a lady the other day, and she goes, um, you know, I'm 37 and I feel that my soulmate is there. I feel like he's coming, you know, I'm very positive, but where is he? I've been waiting 37 years for him. You know, and it was, just, it was like, wait a minute, your energy is so split on this subject. Your head is thinking I'm positive. He's coming, but then you get into it and it's like, you're really in a place of lack. I don't have him. Where is he? And that's what we don't understand is that our thoughts, you know, it's like there are three points of divinity inside of us. It's our, our wisdom, our love, and our power. Times people get stuck up at the wisdom in the head, don't drop into the love, which is the love is the highest vibration in the universe. And when you can love the idea of creating something, you can love the idea of being with that partner or love the idea of what the money is going to bring to you and the freedom that you're going to have or the business you're creating and you're having that come out and then feeling that you have the power to create it because you are a divine being and you've got all three of those parts. Now you're unstoppable. So true. How much do you think with everything, you know, when it comes to the thoughts, emotions and all that, how much it does trust or faith? And when I say faith, I don't mean the religious type. I mean the inner knowingness of like, yes, this is coming. How much does that play a role also? Oh, it's a hundred, it's a hundred percent. So the, the count talks about how we have 12 different powers as human beings and faith is the big, is the number one power. It, it does like a domino effect with all the other powers that we have. And so we have our free will and choice. We cannot not have faith. We're always putting our faith in something. And I see, I hear what you mean about faith as far as a religious thing. We're talking like faith in either you have faith in what you want or faith in what you don't want. You've got faith that all will be well or faith in the space of that there's going to be nothing that's going well. So I always say it's either faith or fear. And But we have that choice as a free-willed individual of where we're putting our, our focus. And when you're in allowing your space, yourself to be in faith, that all really is well. There's that, and that's what opens up when you're saying that inner knowing, that faith portal, which is actually our third eye when we allow energy to come into our bodies. When we're in that space of faith, it then opens up that stability, that strength portal, that energy of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm protected. And then that opens up the wisdom, that inner wisdom that's beyond logic and reasoning, where there's just this knowing that, you know, I'm fine, even in times like this, all truly as well. And that all opens up even more to more love and more power and, and all that. It all starts with faith. So it, it, that's an incredible question. And it's, and it's true. It's like when you have a, just a, an unshakable faith that all things will be fine, will be good, that you've got what you need now and you will have it in the moment and that what you desire desires you, then you're moving in that direction with no split energy. 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah, faith is, uh, it, it's some powerful stuff here. And the things you're sharing too, like, you know, like no matter what happens, you just know all is going to be. I think that's also great to state because of what the world is going through right now. Um, it, it, it's critical to, critical to know, like I had someone ask me, one of my clients was like, how are you calm in all of this? Like you're actually excited. And like you have this like young energy in you, like a child. And I was like, because from all, all the things that you see that dark, much light comes from it. And I'm like, I know from all the essence of who I am, there's going to be a lot of good that's going to come out of this. And Absolutely. I'm like, you just have to have that faith. Yes. And sometimes it's a very going basic. And I go to this, you know, grocery store, I love it. Great. I get my iced tea from there. And mom was asking me, hey, we're, we're good. And you can you when you're in about can you just see if you know your grocery stores have it and stuff so I decided to grab my tea and I just went down the paper you know towel and then you know toilet paper aisle and I don't get that toilet paper thing by the way but I came <laughs> in my I got in my car and I like I have exactly what I need right now because there was a little bit of like oh my god and I'm like no there's no oh my god I have I have plenty of toilet paper my mom and dad are good we have food in the house air and lung all is well Everything, I have everything I need right now. And then the mind wants to go to, oh, but what about, you know, to that future? And I went, all is well, all is going to be well in the future. Because my divine, when I took the knee as a soul, and I'm still connected to my divine self, divine design is of health and well-being, of abundance, of success, of loving and supportive relationships. And I didn't get I need this moment for my few and for all the days that I'm going to need. It's like, if imagine if the divine said, okay, here is all the food that you're going to need, Victor, for the rest of your life when you're a baby, where would you even put, right? Get your, <laughs> you get the food that you need all along the way as you go, right? You get the toilet paper you need as you go all along. Way. And nothing has changed with that. The divine self, it's really what we have faith in. Do we believe divine, the very breath that's breathing us, that feeding our hearts, actually, when we're in alignment with that flow, with that abundance, we will. It, it's a feeling of, yeah, I'm, I'm protected. I'm supplied. I'm good. I've got all that I need now. And I will in five minutes and in a month or in a year from now. It's I love really... That. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I just, it, it, it's really like we were talking about. It's having that faith. Sometimes things like this, and we're all human. The mind wants to go because we're, you know, trained to ourselves from things like, oh, there's no toilet paper. You know, and wants to go into what could be catastrophic. And we have to understand that we're, ha- that the larger, more connected part of us has to manage that mind. When it starts to go askew, going, oh, my God, this guy's falling. It's like, no, it's still there. Look, it's fine. It will be fine in the future. But we're the ones I have to, like we're talking about, choose our thoughts and manage those thoughts. I love that. With with all that, you know, like, because the energy is so bipolar in many ways right now where, and, and it's all about where you're like, you know, you focus at too, because uh, I know some people have like some good minds and they're good and centered. Then all of a sudden they get caught in the news media. And then they're like, two hours later, like, I'm freaking out, man. I need help here. And I'm like, calm. It's all good. I'm like, get away from that. 
this is a great example because this is just one of the many. It can be in business. It can be in life. It can be in relationships financially. This is all just another example. How does someone manage their energy with all that? How do they stay centered through the, the, the ups and downs of life and things like that? Well, that's really what the council taught is that you know, we have to become energy master ourselves. And so what is energy? You know, we have to understand that we are always doing one of two things. We are receiving energy in. So we are energy receivers and we are energy transmitters. So if we're receiving energy in, what are we under the influence? What are we paying attention to? Where's our focus? And so we can be receiving energy in, especially right now of pain and fear and all that stuff. Or when you're having that, we can process energy. I always like to say, go into your belly. If you're feeling the fear, if you're feeling sadness, whatever you're feeling, go into your belly, cut off from your thoughts, just put all of your thoughts on your energy and your emotions, let them process, be with when you're one with them, that actually causes them to move. And then you can return back to being under the influence of you know, positivity of your divine self of, of choosing what energy you could actually say, okay, I'm choosing to receive a ray of joy. I'm choosing to receive a ray of happiness or success or abundance or freedom or whatever we're wanting to. And as you tune your attention to that energy that being receptive to that energy, it is higher. It's a much higher vibration than what's happening on this physical plane. And when you do that, then the energy you give out from the thoughts that you think, the words that you say, the emotions that you're feeling, the perspective, the beliefs, all those things, what you're sending out then comes back to you by law of attraction. I just want to give a practical example. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was, it really hit me. I was driving to get my nails done at a nail salon. And there was like a couple of parking spots right in front of the nail salon, but there was another person that was kind of backing out. Um, and so a woman was being for, and I kind of looked at this woman, we were next to each other in the car and she looked at me and I just kind of pointed, I said, I'm going over there. And she reeked. Oh, it's like, I how to get it. You know, she's like, starts yelling at me in her car. <laughs> I'm waiting for this car. And I was like, whoa, I'm not in a hurry. I'm just saying I'm going right there. It's all is well. And when I pulled up into that parking spot, I felt like I had been lasered like, or, you know, where they, a laser, um, the tag, the, <laughs> yeah, laser tag. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, you know, where, and I, it was like, I, I got jolted because of that lady's energy, I wasn't expecting it. And part of it was like, rah, rah, rah. I'm just like, oh my God, what's wrong with that woman? What's wrong with it? I'm like, whoa, I think that influence of energy come to my field. I'm accepting it. I'm fine with it inside of my head, justifying how she was wrong and I was right. And I went, whoa, stop it. And I just let that energy go and I connected. I just took a moment to connect with the positive energy of how do I want to feel? And I'm like, I want to feel joy. So I started just allowing myself to feel that flow of joy moving into my body. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. So then I go into the nail salon. I'm sitting there with my hands in the little soaky bowl. And all of a sudden, the thought of that woman again came in and I started that, you know, chatting in my head again. I went, no, stop it. Like letting that go, just let all of that go. And I once again connected that feeling of joy. And we have, a, we have an opportunity in any moment like that. You know, I just heard the other day with someone on Facebook that's in like our, 
our community that we live in, we have like these women of Wingate kind of thing. And they, you know, hey, does anybody have this? Or hey, do you have a recommendation for this? This woman posted the other day, she's like, oh, someone that's in this community got diagnosed and now this is too close for comfort. And I'm like, okay, I can allow that to influence me and freak me out. Like she's freaking out all the other women or I can delete and just not be part of this group a little bit while they're freaking out because I don't want to be influenced there and be again in the influence of health and well-being. No, I am well, even though someone's close to God diagnosed, it's like I, it could slap, like the council says, it could slap me in the face. And because I am in so healthy being, I will totally fight it off. It's, there's nothing, it, they're over-dramatizing everything. And we have a choice, even in this over-dramatization of how we want to choose to feel and where we're going to allow ourselves to be influenced, what energy we're going to allow to come in and what energy we are going to give out. So really choosing and using our free will of choice of where we're focusing our attention is the start of to become an energy master. And we notice that we've been knocked off or that we started to go in a, a momentum of where we don't want to go. We need to stop, change the thought, feel the emotion, choose the energy that we want to be in and allow ourselves to be vibrating in that place so that we're not in the other place. I love that. Would you say that, you know, like energy masters, they... They keep their focus like you did. Somebody distracted you. You had that whole kind of situation happen. And you could have shifted your focus more into that, but you're, you course corrected. So now let me get back to where I want to be and let me be centered and let me be right here. How much is that like a muscle that someone has to build? Is it like a habitual pattern that you just have to get used to doing? Yeah, it's a skill set. You know, think about it. First time you drove a car. You know, like if, you, if you're a mom or your dad or a friend or whoever taught you how to drive a car, right? You get in, you got your seatbelt, you got to look in the rearview mirror, you got to check the other mirror and you're like, okay, D for drive. Or, oh no, I want revert. You know, it, it's a process. It's a skill set. And then you're slowly going up to the the light and then maybe it turns, you know, green and then you freeze a little bit or, you know, the, the whole driving experience, you're learning a skill set like anything else. And so becoming an energy master, it's a new way. It's a very different way of being, but it's something that all of us can learn because all of us have that ability to do it. I mean, all of us are energy. We're more energy than we are matter and everything is energy. And so we're the ones that direct the energy that's in our lives, in our bodies. And most people just don't know they can do that. Most people don't know that when they're in a place of not feeling like if they're feeling a headache or if they're feeling a stomach ache or feeling a pain in their body, that they could literally command their body to release the energy that is creating that or to turn back into well-being and then they're fine. Most people don't know that they do that instead of taking an aspirin or taking a Tylenol or, you know, getting something as a pain reliever or doing something else. We have that ability because we are that powerful to command the energy. And it's always energy that creates the emotional, physical, or mental stuff going on inside of us. And if we learn how to do that and do it on a consistent basis, we're back in alignment with our divine design. When you think about it, how our bodies are designed to be healthy, 
it takes a lot of energy and resistance to not be in perfect health. I, uh, being a chiropractor, couldn't agree with you more there. I see uh, time and time again how people, we say that like people are, are, are in a living suicide. What that means is, is they're doing things and consuming things and thinking things and, and, and what they do to their bodies um, and, and the processes behind that and how the body still persists through all that. Even as a chiropractor practicing for 10 years, it still blows my mind how well the body is designed to heal when I can see someone who's been living a certain way for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And then within three to six months, we can see the whole neurology shift and change into a whole new pattern. And I'm just like, it's like a little kid wanting, it's like, not a kid, it's like a, a dog wanting a treat and it's just sitting there waiting for you and it's salivating. It's getting all excited, just waiting to get that one little treat. And then once you give it the opportunity, it's like, all right, here we go. Now we can turn on the gears of being healthy. In that sense. <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a dog, you appreciate that analogy a little bit more. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm, I'm picturing my dog, Jax, with his treats like, oh my God, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Um, so one of the things that I, I, I use for myself a lot is questions. It gets me centered. I use my breath a little bit, but the question is really what um, gets me just to reset. And I'm just curious when, when people are in a state of like, let's say they're, they may be frustrated, they're angry, they have fear, worried, just that whatever those negative or low vibration emotions are, um, what are, do you have any questions that you would um, either ask yourself or you recommend for other people to like kind of self-evaluate in a sense? I love that you asked that question because we do, we, we process things in questions. We don't just walk around going, Hey, that's a mirror or Hey, that's a desk. We look at the desk and go, what color is that desk? It's white. Is that, you know, it's like we, we are, if we really think about really going in on our brains and our thoughts, we ask a question, we find an answer. And so it's really important to ask questions that you want to know the answer to. So to answer your question, yes, I, I, the, one of the best processes that I teach people to do and I every day in my life is that when there is contrast, meaning something that you don't want, you're not enjoying, you're not to continue to experience, ask yourself these two questions. Number one, do I want? Focused on, oh, I don't want to gain weight. I want to, oh, I don't want to get this virus. I, I do be inside. I don't. I don't want to get, be late. I don't want to get in traffic. Well, what do you want? What do you want? And then start telling yourself, focusing on, I'd like to have X per month, or I'd like to have a partner, or I'd like to be healthy, or whatever. What do you want? Number two is why do you want it? When you start to read the whys that you want something, now energetically, because you're getting your emotions involved in it, you're creating a momentum of moving towards what you really do want, finally. So why do I want to create more money? Well, I'd like to be able to take a trip. I'd like to be able to know, have more money every month to take care of the bills that I have. And I want to be able to save for my future. I want this and I want that. So the why creates this amazing uh, vibration. And the third question is, how do I want to feel? So what I want why do I want it? How do I want to feel? Because anything we want in any period or any aspect of our lives, we want these things because we think either we're going to feel better or different in having it, or that we're going to feel a certain way. 
So most people do. I want the guy so I could feel this way. I want more money so I could feel this on a bigger house so I could feel this way. And the key is a lot of times we do all this, we take all the energy, we get there and we're like, huh, well, that didn't bring me it. Maybe I need more money or maybe I need another kid or another dog or a bigger promotion. And we're constantly spinning our wheels because in a vibrational universe, so in order to attract what we want, have to not in the lack of what we're wanting, but be in the fulfillment of it. So what do I want? Why do I want it? How do I feel? Identify. I want to be successful, free, abundant, loved, whatever it is. And then we have the ability to choose to bring that energy in, to start imagining it now, what it would feel like, to start remembering times when we did feel that successful or when we did feel free. So what do I want? Why do I want it? How do I want to feel? And then get into that feeling place. Now you're a magnet to it. Now you're fulfilled in it. You're not missing it. And now you're just, I mean, magnetizing it to you. People, situations, circumstances, everything that will match that vibration. That's, that's really some powerful stuff there. One of the things that you mentioned that I want to ask is, is it the thing when we, when we want something or what is the purpose behind it? Is it really the thing we're looking after or is it more of the emotion that we're seeking? All the time. But, you know, yeah, you could want the money, right? But it's like, think about it. It's like, do you really want that pile of money? You want to sit there and hold it and hug it and, you know, hold on to it. It's, it's more of what the money will do for you. And then what the money will do for you, it's because there's an emotion under there. Maybe you'll feel secure or you'll feel free or maybe both. But it's always the emotion that we're after. We have to remember that, you know, I read uh, Quantum Success. Everybody, everyone that we are today, years we've been on the planet and these bodies, our experiences, good, bad, or indifferent, is only 4% of who we really are. Who we really are at full hundred percent, ninety six of it, ninety six percent of it, energy, and so we are always energy seeking to express itself into being, seeking to express itself into some other form. And the way that we do it is through energy. And what is energy? It's motion. It's a feeling sense. So a lot of times people think that we feel so lost, they feel so empty, they feel so unfulfilled because they have learned if you can see it, taste it, touch it, you know, then it's real. Like, oh, the money, that'll be real. Huh, that didn't give it to me. It's the emotion. I want to feel secure. I know work with a lot of celebrities. I know a lot of celebrities that have money and they don't feel secure or they don't feel open or they don't feel free. It's And then there's other people that have just enough and they feel really secure and they feel very free. It's not about money. It's not about it's not about the job. It's not about the material things, although they're great. Have a beautiful house, wear a pair of beautiful shoes, have a great thriving business, drive a beautiful car. But it's always emotions that we're at to help us feel. Would you say, or is that the key then when it comes to manifesting is, is, or, or one of the secrets or one of the underlying things is the emotion behind it all like to not the emotion behind it, but like seeking the emotion instead of the material thing. hundred percent. 
So it's, it's looking at the material thing that you want, right? It's having that as an image. We have that mental capacity, that mental faculty as a human being to put our mind, to have a picture, a slide, if you will, in our, in our minds. But it's always the essence, the energy that pulls everything it has to because it, it's everything's energy. So as you flow energy into yourself and you're amping up that feeling of abundance, what then has to happen is by law, by universal law, by law of vibration, even if you want to call it that, more things that are like it to itself draw to it. It's like a magnet. And so we want to put our mental picture on something, but also law of detachment, be detached if it comes in a better, different form. But ultimately, if you're exuding that space of, okay, I'm clear on what I want, why I want it, I know ultimately how I want to feel, I want to feel free, and you're feeling that sense of freedom, and this thing manifests, it's like this or something better. Being detached to the when, the how, the who, the, all that stuff, because what if, what if the universe has a bigger, broader view of your life and knows that from your multidimensionality part of you that this other thing that you can't even conceive in your mind will be better. What if right now and all that everybody's going through from a multidimensionality part from our higher selves and our divine selves, that what we're going through is really a time to clear things out so that we can bring in the new. So we can manage what we do want from not just our personality perspectives, but from a higher level perspective so that the things that we do experience and manifest and, and, you know, enjoy, we get to do it at a different level. So it's more fulfilling and more satisfying. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's, you know, with the clearing out for new energy and new beginnings and new everything is just, uh, that's the vibes I'm getting and what I'm seeing. Um, you mentioned universal laws. I'm a huge fan of universal laws. That's what got me into a lot of the, when I understood there was a, at 12 years old, I always used to say, I'm going to figure out the, the, the meaning of the aspects of life, this game of mm. life. And my mom was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to figure life out some way, somehow. And then when I learned about the universal laws, I was like, ah, beautiful. So my question <laughs> to you is, because it's nice. I'm like, oh, wait, so there's there, these things are actually true. Well, let me see how true they are. And I would start testing them and using them. And all of a sudden, it made massive pivotal changes in my life. And I was like, Okay, let me see now. That worked for me. Let me see if this will work for somebody else. And let me try it in this realm of my life. And let me put it over here. And all of a sudden, I was like, holy cow, this stuff works. This is cool. What is one of your favorite universal laws? You can call it impactful, the biggest, whatever word terminology you want to use. Um, but what's the one universal law you think is just monumental? And I think they're all important, but if you had to choose one. Well, let me let me just first say that we are kindred spirits because of two. I was like, what, like, what, what are the rules of this game? Cause I, I always say that it's like, imagine going to play baseball. You've never seen the game before and you go on the field, someone hands you a bat and says, okay, the pitcher is going to pitch you the ball. You got to hit it. And then you're like, okay. So you take the bat, he throws you the ball or she throws you the ball, you hit the bat. And then someone's like, run. And you run to third base. Well, you're out. Like it, it helps to know 
what the rules of the games game are so that you know how to play it. And I feel the exact same way when I learned about these seven essential laws that I always talk about. Um, and they are the seven, I feel like that pulls everything together. Um, it is essential. It's just absolutely life changing. And to answer your question, the one that, cause it's like, Oh, seven. Oh my God. How many, you know, so, you know, like, Oh my God, how do you apply these? I say that there's one that makes all of them work. And as long as you're knowing and applying this one, you don't even have to worry about the rest of them. They, they really take care of themselves. And that's the law of sufficiency and abundance. Because when you think about it, here on planet Earth in these physical human bodies, there's polarity. And on one side, there is lack. On the other side of the spectrum, if you will, there's abundance. And lack always feels bad. No matter if you're in a lack thought, a lack emotion, a lack perspective, you're lacking something physical, it just doesn't feel good. And the reason it doesn't feel good is because it's not the truth of who we are. We are abundant. The universe is abundant. The divine, then that the divine that's breathing us is abundant. So whenever we're thinking thoughts of lack, we're not in alignment with the abundance of who we are. And so when you are, it's a good like cliff note version. If you're feeling lack, you're, if, if you're feeling bad, you're in lack. And that means you're not in alignment and you can never attract what you want from a place of lack. You can't attract abundance from lack. And when you are in abundance, when you're vibrating in abundance, I mean, law of attraction is just going to give you what you're vibrating. So if you're in lack, you're going to get more lack. If you're in abundance, you're going to get more abundance. And that tipping point, like I said, is really that place of, it's called the law of sufficiency and abundance. It's not just the law of abundance. So when you're in that place of this is sufficient, like right here, right now, I have enough toilet paper. I have enough money in the bank. I have enough air in my, my lungs. I've got enough support. I've got enough food in my cupboard. I am sufficient. I'm grateful for what I have. You're now in that realm of abundance, and then you attract more things that are evidence of that abundance. But if you were like, oh my God, we don't have enough, sky is falling, we gotta get more toilet paper, you know, whatever that is, I don't get, but it, it's people trying to control and, and they're in fear, they're in lack. And so they're gonna attract more situations and more experiences of being in lack. And so when you can learn what is lack thinking, looking for what's right and good instead of what's wrong and bad, competing and comparing instead of being in a space of um, cooperation and inspiration with each other, you know, um, cutting someone down for the success and the, and the accomplishments that they've had versus celebrating other people's success. I and mean, there's a whole, I've done programs on abundance and, and the abundance principle coaching program and all these different things. Um, it's been my, my life's work for 20 years is helping myself and other people shift from lack and into abundance. And when you're applying that law, you're applying the law of allowing law of deliberate creation, law of attraction, law of detachment, law of pure potentiality and the law of polarity. So you're applying that one takes care of all of them. 
Couldn't agree more with you on that one. It's a, it's a powerful one. Would you say to that, you know, cause you mentioned something about emotions and lack and this, and I always say, you know, when you're in flow, um, you experience positive emotions, but when you're in not in flow and resistance or lack, um, you feel uh, the lower vibrational frequencies or vibrational uh, emotions. Um, would you say that that's a good guidance system for people to, um, see where they are. Cause let's say they say, I don't know if I'm in lack. I don't know if I'm in abundance. I don't know. I think I am. I feel, I, I put my mind there and then right then the ego or their inner critic or things like that. Like mm, now, yeah, you're there. Don't worry. You're thinking it. You're there. Um, it kind of trick you a little bit, but the, would, would the emotions be a good guidance system to truly be like that truth teller to say, yes, this is exactly where you are, or where you're thinking or where your energy's at. Yes, our emotions are the best guidance system. If you're thinking, if you, for example, like the Course Miracles talks about, there's only two primary emotions: there's fear, or there's love. When you're in fear, it doesn't just come up. It comes because it's coming from a perspective, a thought process, an emotion of lack. That's why we always have fear, worry, same thing, doubt, same thing. Any of those lower level emotions have roots in lack. If you're in positive expectation, passion, enjoyment, empowerment, you know, love, those are coming from a space of abundance. So you're, you can guide yourself. Like, like I was saying, if you feel bad, you know, I have to know I'm feeling bad. That me, I'm in fear. I'm in doubt. I'm in resentment. I'm in frustration. I'm disappointment. You don't even have to figure out what is the exact emotion you're feeling. All you have to know is this doesn't feel good. Therefore, I'm in lack somehow, some way, knowing having that awareness and that understanding that knowledge is, is important. Or importantly, it's like, hey, I'm feeling bad here. And that emotion is letting me know I'm disconnected. So what do I need to think? What, what's a better feeling thought that I can think? Or what's a, how can I shift my emotions so I'm at least feeling satisfied? Let me look for what's good and right in my, my life right now. What can I be grateful for? I always do at dinner time. My kids, they're nine and 10 and my husband and I, every single night for dinner, first thing we do is are we grateful for. Let's focus on what we're grateful for. Why are we grateful for? That helps get everybody, no matter where they are, into a place of gratitude. And gratitude is a place of satisfaction. And that is the doorway into abundance. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, gratitude is a, it's a powerful thing. You're raising the vibration of your food when you do that. So it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. I got one more question before you wrap up. And, and anytime anyone has written a book, I always love to ask this question. I know you've wrote, written a few now um, here. So, um, and you can, I know maybe it's all the same, but let's go with your first book that you ever written. Okay. Who was that book? Who did you write the book for? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling I knew that answer. I don't know why I did, but Okay. Yeah, I, it was amazing because again, I don't like, it's not like Christy Whitman sits a computer and just starts writing a book. I mean, even after I had success with um, when I'm sitting near New York Times, I had my, you know, literary agent in the publishing world coming to me going, what's your next book? And I'm like, I don't know. It, it hasn't revealed itself to me yet. And they're like, what? It's automatic channeled writing. And, and I don't ever, I just don't go to write a book. My book, The Art of Having It All was written in weeks um, as just complete downloads of 
to tell my kids at the time and my husband, if you see me pick up my journal and then just give me two seconds, don't mom me, don't honey me, just let me go because there's something coming through me. And they respected that and it did. And, and two weeks later, I had my book. And Perfect Pictures was one of those things where I woke up, I was woken up by a voice at 104, was about 104 in the morning, 105 in the morning um, for seven days in a row. And um, I would just get up and my hand would become freely, you know, independent of myself. And then I would read what I wrote. And I went, oh, that's so good. That's what that thing is what I needed to hear. <laughs> Have you, when you wrote your first book or even all the other books, did, did, uh, people always ask how long did it take you to write that book? Yeah, it, they do. And, I, and I, it's like, it's the quantum success. You know how quantum success was birthed? No. I was on a cruise ship and in the middle of the night, five o'clock in the morning, I get woken up with that, you know, that tap on the shoulder type of thing. I know this all too well now because that's my fifth book. And so I grab my journal, grab my pen. I've got my kids sleeping in the one room. I got my husband sleeping in our So I went into the bathroom on a cruise ship, st- stacked up a bunch of towels and literally sat there for about two and a half hours on the floor of the bathroom, journaling and um, writing um, this book. And there it was. When I came back, I put it on a computer and had my editor work with me on it. And there look. I love that. I, I, when I, I've written two books and it's funny when people, cause I do that. I have, it's funny with Kendra spirits. You tell you, I did the same way I write. I just uh, sit down and go and I get connected and yes. I, I couldn't say who I'm channeling or whoever. I, I don't, I don't, I think, I think for some reason, spiritually or egotistically, my mind doesn't want to know who that is. Cause then it, it, I don't know why this is when I first got into all this realms years ago, but it's been, it's funny when, when, when I say, Oh yeah, I wrote my first book in like a 20, you know, four weekends. Uh, and it was only like, you know, six hours a weekend. They're like, how? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it just comes through you and you just go. And that's where I started to learn how to let go and have faith in all things. Cause like, you know, I get asked, what's your next book? When's your next book? And I'm like, I, it, it's, it's going to come when it's coming. I, I don't know yet. So I appreciate you sharing that. <laughs> one last question I have just cause it just popped in my head. If you were going to leave this world, either physically like going to Mars or some other planet, or you're going back to your, uh, to connecting back to your higher self, you're going transitioning over. What is one message or something that you would share with humanity? Hmm. Are so loved, are infinitely loved. That's one thing with, with channeling the council now I really got is that I could feel telling somebody else that, or when they're communing with me is that, Oh, we're so loved. We, we need to love ourselves. Like divine loves us. It's just infinite. I love that. That's a really powerful uh, message there. Um, real quick, before we end, how can people connect with you? Keep up with all that you're doing and all the amazing work that you're up to. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I, I created a program because a lot of times people ask me, okay, we talked about all this uni- energy and universal laws. How do you even get started? And so I created a program. It's free called Watch Your Words. So everybody could go to watchyourwords.com. And it's a video program every day for 30 days. You get a video, sometimes a minute, up to like four minutes. And it tells you the word or the phrase of that you definitely want to shift because it's in lack. It's going to pull down your energy, keep you attracting what you don't want. And I talk about that in the video, why this word 
what it does to you? And then what do you want to change that word or phrase to um, instead so that you can even see while the video is going on that you feel different when you say it. So you can go to watchyourwords.com or you can go to Christy Whitman, pretty much my hub, but where I have everything that's going on. Awesome. All the listeners, I will have that in the show notes for you. Um, Christy, this was awesome. I appreciate you being on. I had a lot of fun um, picking your brain on all this. Well, I appreciate the work you're doing in the world. And I really am so grateful to be that light, that beacon right now in the, with you from shoulder to shoulder when the world needs us. So um, it's, it's always great to meet a kindred spirit. So thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.